And now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy. And uh, today I have the pleasure of having in the office Dr. Anahita Azarian of Magnolia Plastic Surgery Center. And she's going to educate us about plastic surgery, and in particular plastic surgery, how it relates to uh, women and when their bodies change, either through uh, pregnancy or weight loss or things like that. Dr. Azarian, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you for coming in. And I also have the pleasure of having a special guest host, uh, uh, Tracy Hoyle, who is our clinic coordinator. Tracy, how are you doing? Fine. Thank you for having me. Good. Go ahead and start. You had a question uh, for our doctor. Um, yes, I do. First thing I want to ask is about, I had a patient ask about keloids. Right. Is there anything they can do to, um, you know, not have their um, skin get keloids? Is there anything they can do? Um, sometimes uh, pre-treating the area helps. If they are prone to keloiding, they need to let their practitioner know ahead of time. And sometimes applying pressure dressings like silicone pressure dressings, it does help. But at the end of it, if they are somebody that keloids, um, their chances are they're most likely going to have it. It's just how to what degree it will be. What is a keloid? Keloid is basically overactive uh, scar tissue when they're healing from an area that's been traumatized, whether it's pierced ears or a mold that was removed, and cer- certain ethnicities are more prone to it than others. So I think it's like you said, people with darker pigmented skin. Is Blacks that right? and Asians are okay. more prone to keloiding. Doesn't mean that whites wouldn't, but technically right. those individuals are more prone. What about um, uh, like Mediterranean? Usually not. I mean, nobody's exempt from it, but usually not. Usually the patients we warn about ahead of time if they're going to have a surgical procedure is Asian and Blacks. And you can revise a keloid, but sometimes it's not necessarily... A you, very effective thing to do. Right, because you're basically cutting through again and you heal with scarring. So mm-hmm. basically you cut out s- scar tissue and then you heal with more scarring. But sometimes we pre-treat it with um, substances like Kenalog uh-huh. to right. help. You know, and that's one of the things that we do as family doctors. You know, we know enough to inject keloid right. sometimes. exactly. If, if a keloid, this person's a keloid former, let's say, and you want to try to arrest that, is, when is the time to inject the keloid? Initially, at the beginning of it, okay, so you just, just start injecting. Started? Sometimes we do it in the operating room, especially if we oh, do okay. remove it. We just inject oh, some wow. catalog in there and close. I mean, it could affect the wound healing, but for their purposes, you don't want that extra growth there. Okay. You had another question, Tracy, about um, uh, weight loss and surgery. And when do you right. do, the, when do right. you do the surgery after you've had weight loss, close to your ideal body weight? Right. Do you have to, you know, let's say a person's lost 50 pounds. And they feel that they're at their ideal body weight, but maybe you think they're not. They have 20 more pounds to lose. Do they have to lose that 20 pounds? Or can they go ahead and come in for maybe a tummy tuck or liposuction? It all depends on what their weight is at that point. If they're still 200-something pounds, even after a 50-pound weight loss, we encourage them to lose more weight. Um, If they absolutely think they can't get to their ideal body weight, then that's something to discuss. They just have to be realistic about what their results are going to be. But usually we encourage them to get to that ideal body weight, both for the purposes of getting the better result and also maintaining it afterwards. And when you say ideal body weight, what is that? Um, It's different for every individual depending on their height and also some people are never going to reach that BMI of 24. Sometimes BMIs are not exactly real depending, sometimes your height takes away from it. Right. Uh, There was a question we had earlier uh, about tummy tucks. 
What is it, what is a tummy tuck, and what is, how is that useful versus liposuction? Tummy tuck, you remove skin uh-huh. and you tighten the muscles underneath that can loosen up as a result of pregnancy or weight gain. Uh-huh. Uh, you have to make sure that you're kind of finished with your childbearing portion of your life and also you are at your ideal body weight. Liposuction, you just remove the fat under the skin. It's impossible to remove all of the fat, mm-hmm. so you are going to have some maintenance to do. If you gain weight, you're going to get some of this back, but it doesn't remove skin and it doesn't address the muscle laxity. So if a person has, let's say, their child childbearing it years or over, and they have this loose fascia underneath, the, the rectus is, the linea alba is stretched out, let's mm-hmm. say. And then when you do the, the tummy tuck, you actually go in and you suture it together and exactly. kind of bring it closer exactly. to anatomic where it was before. Exactly. Is it an um, incision from hip to hip or a bikini line? We put it at the bikini line, but it does go hip to hip. The larger the person is, the more loose skin they have, the longer that incision is going to be. Um, if they're more petite, we usually kind of stays within the hip to hip. But usually we put it at an um, area that with their underwear or bikini, whatever the style is for now, it will be covered and it's not obvious. Um, this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We're in the office here with Dr. Anahita Azarian, who is the owner of Magnolia Plastic Surgery Center in Wesley Chapel. And the website is magnoliapsc.com. And then when we return, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, her background and then also some of the different things that uh, plastic surgery uh, and cosmetic surgery, uh, what, what does that uh, mean? And, and or is there different things that you can have done? at uh, different ages, no, no matter what your background is. And this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We'll be right Hi there. Back. This is Dr. Tommy McElroy. You didn't go to medical school so you could fill out paperwork. Got into medicine because you wanted to help people. You want to make a difference. You want to heal and connect with your patients. Atlas MD is the EMR that will help you get to where you always wanted to go. Learn how to transition your practice to direct care and learn more about Atlas MD EMR at atlas.md. That's A-T-L-A-S dot M-D. And thank you for joining us again. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I have the privilege of talking to Dr. Anahita Azarian of Magnolia Plastic Surgery Center. Uh, give us some of your background. Well, um, I was raised in Tampa area. I moved up to Philadelphia where I received my medical training. My medical school was down in Fort Lauderdale, residency and fellowship up in Philadelphia, and I worked in Manhattan on uh, close to Central Park for a couple of years and then decided to be closer to family, so I moved back here and decided to open up my own practice in Wesley Chapel. How long, when did you decide that you wanted to do plastic surgery? I think since I went to medical school, it's one of the more diverse fields of um, surgery. There's a lot of different uh, aspects to plastic surgery that people don't realize usually. Um, So you get to pick and choose what you want after. Yeah, so there's cosmetic surgery, which most people are familiar. They think of a plastic surgeon. They think of facelifts and breast augmentation. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we're talking about in the break is, you know, children that have maybe protruding ears that that can cause some social um, concerns. Psychosocial concerns for the parents. So, yeah, we see a lot of um, pediatrics, whether it's a congenital deformity or something as simple as their ears that are protruding Mm -hmm. out. And they get picked on at school. Um, Usually we try to encourage any surgical procedures for kids unless it's some certain congenital issues that has to be done at certain stages for them to be as 
um, have fully developed like past their teenage years but sometimes they're so traumatic for them that with the parents consent mm-hmm. uh, we do do the procedures to basically pin the ears back so mm-hmm. they're not protruding as much to help them in school and in their social life what about for things like skin cancer is that something that you specialize in removing moles in, Absolutely. A, in, a, in a way that's cosmetically appealing yeah cosmetically appealing and also we work with a lot of dermatologists because sometimes the resections are very large and it's not something that they can just close together and we have to move some tissue around to basically be able to cover things back up, especially if it's on the face. I think Tracy had a question. Um, Yes, I have a question about breasts. Um, When someone comes to see you, do they need to, um, if they want bigger breasts, do they have to do um, a lift as well? Or can they just get larger breasts? And what do you do? do? Silicone, saline? What are their options? it all depends on what the anatomy looks like, what they're trying to achieve. There are patients that have a lot of drooping, um, whether it's from weight loss or breastfeeding or just anatomically, that's how they were built. Um, they're going to need a lift along with the breast augmentation. Um, there are patients that they think they have drooping, but when they come, we can put in uh, an implant and correct that with just the implant. So it all depends on the degree of it and what they're um, what they're trying to achieve. As far as the type of implant, um, there's pros and cons with each. Some patients are a candidate for having silicone. Some patients can get away with having saline. There's a price point difference, and all of those we discuss it with them when they come in for their consultation. And uh, back to the point of uh, breast, you know, when when a woman has had children generally the um, the breast tissue is that do you tell them to wait until if they're going to plan to have children if they want to have breast implants or does it matter i mean breast augmentation is the first or second most common surgical uh, plastic surgery procedure done depending on the year it always rivals with liposuction there's plenty of girls in their late teens early 20s that get breast augmentation usually those individuals they end up having one more surgery at some point in their lifetime mm-hmm. but if somebody comes in and they're in the process of breastfeeding we tell them to do it otherwise no not really they just have to understand that if they gain weight lose weight become pregnant again all of those are just factors in nature that are going to affect things now i've heard that um that maybe they will lose feeling in their nipples. Is that true? It's possible, or it could get hypersensitive. Okay. So those are all. And they can still breastfeed. Technically, it's in the consent that if you have any kind of breast procedure, um, we always say that there's a potential for not being able to. But again, there are plenty of women in their early twenties that are not even thinking about having children, are having breast augmentation, and they go on to have successful pregnancies and breastfeeding breastfeed so um, but it's always there that there's always a potential because we don't know if that individual could have maybe even if they didn't have a breast augmentation not been able to breastfeed so you just want to make sure all the bases are covered and uh, we're in the studio here with uh, Magnolia Plastic Surgery Center owner and uh, medical director Dr. Anahita Azarian. And when we return, we're going to learn about what happens when you have a a consultation for uh, plastic surgery and what to expect. Uh, This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We will be right back. Echelon Health is a concierge medicine practice. So what's included with concierge medicine membership? Well, all office visits and procedures are included. Also, our patients access wholesale pricing on labs and medications. They communicate with the doctor and staff through text, email, and cell phone. They also enjoy same-day or next-day appointments, all for one yearly fee. Echelon Health is medical care for a modern lifestyle. Join us online at tampadirectcare.com to learn more. 
And this is Dr. Tommy McElroy, the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and uh, I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Azarian. And so when a person comes in for a consultation, what, did, what how does that go with you? So usually when they come in for a consultation, we get all of their medical history um, information and go through that and also find out why they're there. Based on their medical history, if they are a candidate, then we proceed and see what they want to have done. If they're a good candidate for that, discuss different options, go through pros and cons. And at that point, then they can, um, they're given a quote as far as their surgical procedure goes, operating room cause anesthesia, and we kind of uh, so leave that, it up to them. Mm-hmm. All that's complimentary. I mean, yes, you don't charge everything for that. is complimentary. Well, that's great. Yeah. How long does that take generally? Depends on the subject, I guess. Depends on the subject, depends on how many questions they have, but usually about half an hour, 40 minutes. We usually let them kind of ask all their questions and get all the information they can get. As far as uh, some of the more common procedures, what do you do do more commonly than others? Breast augmentation, tummy tucks, Uh those are the two big ones, liposuction. What's the recovery like for, I would say, your, your typical breast augmentation? Typically, most people go back to work after a week. There's uh-huh. restrictions afterwards, especially depending on what kind of implant they have. Uh-huh. But majority of people are back to work within a week. The first few days are tough other than that. As far as um, you know, other types of surgery, if they have a, a surgery, do you perform that here in a local surgery centers? Depends on what it is. Um, if it is a cosmetic case, they're done at local surgery centers. Uh-huh. Um, they're more cost effective for the patient. And also, these surgery centers are used to having cosmetic cases there so they have great staff that can handle that kind of procedures and then if it's more extensive obviously then do more extensive the if they're medically not fit to be at a surgical center or if it's reconstructive cases they're done at the hospital what do you like to do in your free time well just like all the women i like to shop on my yeah. free time so, sit down put my legs up because we're standing on our feet all day yeah do you um, shop online yeah. or in person or both both, but a lot of times online, it's just something leisurely to do. Have you ever heard of Wine and Prime? No. That's where you drink wine and they go on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? Yeah, one of, <laughs> uh, one of our colleagues, Robin Hatfield, is famous for ordering wine stuff after Wine and Prime. Yeah, I no, she... I try to keep it sober when I yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, getting stuff on Amazon is almost like uh, Christmas every day if you're if you're ordering stuff, even if it's something so small as like a book or something. It's, yeah, it's it like always a, makes you feel good when you get something yeah, in it's the mail, like something adult, waiting for you. Adult Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us. And if people want to learn more about you, uh, we go to magnoliapsc.com. And... Uh, and like you said, if they want to have a consultation, it's... You know. Consultations are complimentary. Yeah, all they have to do is just call our office and set mm-hmm. up an appointment. Yeah, and I think if you're if you're in the area and you're Wesley Chapel, North Tampa, uh, even Tampa, uh, Zephyr Hills, definitely it would benefit you if, you if you're in need to have some education to, to talk to Dr. Azarian. And uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And uh, until next time, for all of you out there, if you want to hear more of the Ask Dr. Tommy show, go to AskDrTommy.com. And you can listen on iTunes as well. And uh, until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. 